Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the series, Friendships. We'll consider the different kinds of relationships and anchor our hope in Jesus, the Chief Orchestrator. We hope that you enjoy this message. Tonight, I want to continue on in our series, Friendships, and um, I want to go a little deeper. Can I go deeper tonight in this subject? I want to get into it a little bit and, and talk more about um, uh, an aspect of friendships. Uh, last week, of course, we had a, an amazing time with the Holy Ghost. Our main goal last week was to understand that we first have a friend called the Holy Spirit uh, who's interested in every detail of our lives. Isn't that amazing? He's, de- he's interested in what we wear. He's interested in what we do. He's interested in every aspect of our lives. And also that we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, dwelling on the inside of us. Do I have any spirit-filled believers here tonight? Then make a little noise for Jesus. Let the enemy be scared. Let the enemy be scared. And let me tell you something. Maybe you don't know something. That noise scares the enemy. And not just noise, but noise with a purpose scares the enemy. When you start making a shout unto God, knowing that you're making a shout in the face of the enemy over the problem that's on your table, the enemy has to flee. So why don't you give God one of those praises right now? Give God one of those shouts right now. Come on, praise him like you know your, your victory is right there. Praise precedes the victory. We praise him like something's about to happen. Well, I feel it tonight, man. I was driving, Pastor, and I got to the hog's back, and I felt uh, just a smooth presence of God just all over me. And I said, I man, it felt like I prayed for 18 hours tonight. So tonight is going to be amazing. Are you ready? Let's go. Genesis 2, 7 to 9. Genesis 2, 7 to 9. Let's get into it tonight. Genesis 2, 7 to 9. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he planted man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful, that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One thing you have to realize about how God works, all right, is that God will always plant you in a place that has all the ingredients that you need to succeed. It's up to you to take the ingredients and cook your success, okay? God will always plant you in a place where it has all the ingredients that you need to succeed in life. He'll never put you in a place that you can't succeed. He'll put you in a place that it's up to then you to make what you want out of it. You see. So the Bible says right here that he planted man in the midst of trees, in the midst of fruit. So it was then up to man to cultivate the land. It was up to man to now take the fruit in order to live. So God will always place you in a place where you can succeed. And he looks to you and says, I've now given you choice. Whatever you want to do with what I've placed in your hand is up to you. I've brought you to school. I gave you acceptance. Whatever you do with that four years is up to you. If you decide to study, you'll pass. If you don't, you'll fail. And then we blame the devil. Well, we failed. Devil, why am I failing? God got you here. Now do what you got to do to get out of (laughs) here. Am I speaking here today? You see, God will always plant you in a place of success. He only always plants you in a place where it has all the ingredients to succeed. You might be looking at your life and saying, listen, well, I have a menial job that I'm working right now. I'm I'm, I'm working a job, but it's not what I actually want to be working. Well, in the place where you're working, are there not managers? Are there not CEOs? Are there not bosses? That means that God has placed you in vicinity of your next level. It's up to you to work your faith to get there. 
God will always place you in a place where you can succeed. It's up to you to decide what you want to do with that level of success. Verses 10 to 14, we're going to look at that in the same chapter. Verses 10 to 14, let's go on. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and dividing it into four branches. The first branch called the Pishon flowed around the entire land of Havilah where the gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure, aromatic resin and onyx stone are also found there. Go on. The second branch called the Gihon flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch called Tigris flowed east of the land of Asher. The fourth branch is also called Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. So man's first purpose was to be able to have something to cultivate. God brought man in the midst of things he had to do to work it to be able to become something. Okay, Verses 16. But the Lord warned him and said, you may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden. Except the tree of knowledge of good and of evil. If you eat this fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, can you read this next part for me? We're going to read it together. One, two, three, go. Read that one more time with some energy. Here we go. All right. Take note of that. Let's move on. Verses 19. Going up to 24. So the Lord God formed them uh, from the ground, all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. Verses 20 says this. He gave name to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. 21 says this. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Someone say deep sleep. I don't know about you, but I love sleep. Say something, a deep sleep. (laughs) While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs, Jesus. Oh, my Lord. I feel the glory. And closed up the opening, Jesus. He leaves nothing undone. (laughs) Whatever he starts, he finishes. If he's going to take something out of you, he's going to replace it and patch it up in you. Oh, my God, I could preach all day tonight. Oh, my Lord God, I love nights like tonight. Then the Lord God made a woman. Someone say woman. woman. Someone say woman. woman. From the rib, and he brought her to the man. Jesus. You see, God always brings something. Oh, okay. Right. Let me leave that. Let me leave that. Let me leave that. Let me leave that. God, oh, okay. Should I? Should I? Should I say it? Oh, no, 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 no. At last. The man exclaimed, he said, Chase! <gasps> Literally took my breath away. Oh my gosh, Shanto, I'm speaking in tongues already. It said this, this one is bone from my bone. Listen, I recognize this one. <laughs> this is the one I recognize. Listen, I don't know about any of the other ones that he might have brought to me, but I recognize this one. I don't recognize the animal he brought, but I recognize this one. You didn't hear what I said. I said, the Bible said that he made animals and gave them and said, it's not good for man to be alone. So he brought animals and said, listen, I have to find a companion for him. I have to find a companion. But then Adam recognized one thing. He said, it can't be mine if it didn't come from me first. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord God. It cannot be mine if it didn't come from me first. If she doesn't have the vision for me, then it can't be mine. Are you with me tonight? I haven't even started. Okay. He said, bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. Jesus. 
Someone's receiving deliverance right now. <laughs> she will be called woman because she was taken from man. Last verse we're going to read in it. We're going to go deep tonight. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined. And the two are now united into one. Someone say friendships. friendships. Say it like you believe it. Say friendships. The Bible says right here in just a brief synopsis of this that it wasn't good for man to be alone. So he made Eve from Adam to accompany him and to support the work of man. In verses 18, we see this, that it says that it is not good for man to be alone. So it says, I will make a companion who will help him. The Amplified Version says this, says it like this. It says, now the Lord God said it is not good or beneficial for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, one who balances him. A counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. Listen, God, okay, let me say this first. Before the relationship between Adam and Eve became erotic or uh, romantic, uh, you have to understand that the purpose of the relationship was to fill the God's purpose and vision for Adam, okay? Before the relationship or the friendship or whatever you call it, became erotic, became romantic, before he saw bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. The main purpose of this was to fulfill the mandate that God gave Adam. Cultivate the land. I'm putting you in a garden. Cultivate it. I'm giving you the ingredients. Make a meal. So then God goes and says, I need a helpmate. I need to give this guy a companion. He didn't say I need to give him a wife first. Huh. He didn't say I need to give this guy a lover first. He said, I need to give him a companion. I need to give him a supporter, a helpmate. Before God looks at and allows your emotions to come into it, you first have to look at the purpose first. Okay? Are you with me tonight? Are you sure you're with me tonight? Okay. Now, write this down if you can. Okay? It was about purpose before emotions. It was about purpose before emotions, right? And let me give you something deeper. Purpose is spirit-led. Emotions are soul-led. Okay? Purpose is spirit-led. I, I, I have to connect with you. I have to be there for you because it's in line with the purpose of my life. Is to be in line with you because God has a purpose for me. God has a purpose for you. Our purposes are now co combining. And listen, your purpose is coming out of you being connected to my purpose because God called me and you're the helper to help me. Therefore, our purposes are conjoined. As I'm working towards cultivating the land, I'm also working towards allowing your purpose to come out. Right? So then it says that before it became romantic, before it became erotic, it was always about purpose. God needed somebody to cultivate the land. That's all. And everything else is an addition to that. Now understand this, that every strong relationship, and I, I've come to find this, that every strong uh, relationship is founded upon the basis of a strong friendship. This is what I believe. Hey, listen, you might have your own beliefs. You may have your own your own, you know, dogmas or whatever beliefs that you claim to. But I believe that the strongest relationships are founded upon a strong friendship. I can't understand how you can enter into a relationship with somebody if you don't know the person. I wouldn't call it a relationship. I would call it a fling. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. It, it, it's either friends, uh, this thing that we used to call, I don't know if people still use it. Or, I, we're not that old, but. Friends with benefits, people still call that? Is that still a thing? Is that, I don't know, is that still a thing? <laughs> Pastor Ryan said he probably, is there something new that we use now? What is it? 
Tick ting? Oh, that's old, man. We've been using that ting. There's friends. There's a friends with benefits, and there's a full-blown relationship. Now, the difference between that is that before it even gets to a relationship, many times you're talking to the individual. There's some form of exchange that happens. You're building the relationship to be founded upon a strong friendship. That's why I started last week talking about the Holy Spirit, because before you can attract somebody, you've got to know who you are. Listen to me. Before you attract somebody, know who you are. Because there's levels to this thing, man. Someone say there's levels. There's levels. There's le Come on, say it. Do it with your hands like you say there's levels to this thing. There's, le there's levels to this thing, man. There's levels. There's levels. Before you can realize, okay, this is the person that God has for me. This is the purpose that God has for me. You have to be content in who God has called you. Be secure in the man and the woman that God has made you. Know that, listen, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm covered with the Holy Spirit. I'm a man or a woman of God on assignment. Oh, my Lord. So anything that deviates from that assignment is a distraction. Somebody help me preach to your neighbor. Say, come on, neighbor, neighbor. Tell him, tap him, say, neighbor. Say, neighbor, tonight we're going deep. Come on, tell him, tell him. Tell him, tonight we're going deep. <laughs> Who is a friend? All right, I'm wrapping this up real soon. Don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. Who is a friend? A friend is a person who has a bond of mutual affection. Okay? A person who has a bond of mutual affection. Now, a lot of people think that, okay, I don't need friends. You know, I've met people like that before. I don't have no friends. I don't need friends. I don't need nobody. My money, myself. I make my own money. I don't need to really share it with. No, I make my own money. Listen, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> you make your money, you do your thing, you get to the top, you realize there's no one to share the wealth with. Wealth is so much more fun when you get to share it with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you get the wealth, the beauty of it is that I get the ability to share it with my friends and we get the ability to take cruises together. That's when it's fun. We, we get to go on our private jets together. That's when it's fun. We get to travel the world together. That's when it's fun. Listen, I ain't preaching, but if you receive it, say, I receive it. Wealth is enjoyed amongst friends. That's why when you have the richest person on earth, the friends around them are all rich, if not richer than them. Uh. Oh, my Lord God. I, I can't finish this tonight. I can't finish this tonight. We'll have to continue next week because where God wants to take this tonight is too deep. All right. Even Jesus had a friend. You remember Lazarus? The Bible says this. The Bible says that Mary Magdalene comes and Mary says, Jesus, the one that you love is dead. He's dying. He's sick. He's basically dead. You have to come now. Jesus is like, oh, my gosh, my friend is dead. He starts crying. That tells you the bond that's between friendships. Listen, there's, there's different types of friendships, and we'll get into it, but the bond between them was so strong. It was a filial type of love. It was such a strong love between the two of them that when Jesus heard it, he started crying. A whole Messiah, a 400% God, 100% man, the man aspect of him comes out. And he says, listen, even the Savior had friends. I mean, he did walk with the disciples. Before you go on judging everybody, understand something, that one day you'll need somebody. 
Be careful how you treat people. One day you'll need them. And you never know when you will. My God. My God. One day I was at the airport. And I was, uh, I was going for a flight. And um, we were, I don't know where we were flying to. It was, I don't know, Ghana or something. And there was this guy that was outside. And uh, he was uh, the one that was giving tickets to those who are parking outside. So if, you, if you've been to the Ottawa airport, I'm sure many of you have. When you get there, you have to park. And if you can't stay there, you have to keep going around in a circle until you get to pick the person up. Now, I got out the, the, the car. And as I get out the car, I see this guy. And this guy comes to me, he starts engaging with me, and, you know, he's a Caucasian fellow. He's wearing, you know, all his, all his um, you know, his uniform and all that stuff. And to, I would appear that I wouldn't know this guy, right? So I'm walking, I'm talking to him, I'm, you know, jesting with him. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? All I'm trying to do is distract him so that, you know, my mom won't get a ticket by being there. So I get up to the guy. <laughs> Confession's good for the soul. So I'm talking to the guy. I'm standing there, I'm talking to the guy. He's like, hey man, what's up? And I'm like, hey man, you know, I'm just chilling, you know. He's about to catch a flight. And he's so intrigued with the fact that I have my guitar because I travel with my guitar. So he's like, man, what do you play? Like, what instrument do you play? It would appear that I wouldn't know this man from nowhere, okay? And then he starts looking at me and he's like, man, I think I know you, man. I'm like, oh, me, it's, I think I know you too, man. <laughs> I mean, at the point where you're not giving me a ticket, I, you're my best friend. <laughs> right? And so he's there. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, he goes to this high school. I'm like, wait, no, you did not. You did not go. I'm like, I went to this high school, and we're like neighboring schools. I'm like, oh, do you know this person? He's like, I know that person. I'm like, you know this person? I know that person. Automatically, this guy's like, you know what? Anytime you come here and I'm on duty, you can park. It doesn't matter. Just stay here. Just because of that, just because of that relationship that we found. I'm trying to tell you something. That he's somebody in my past that I probably would have overlooked. I probably would have looked. Uh, the fact, the funny thing about it is that even when I got there, I wasn't even trying to talk to him. But the thing is that even though I had knew him, I've, knew, I've known him like maybe 10, maybe 10 years, 12 years ago, the fact that I got to a place and I'm there, at the people that I thought I wouldn't even need in the past, they come right in the nick of time. And he's somebody that I would have overlooked back then 10 years ago. Somebody that even now if I walk, I'd be like, hey, what's up, man? How are you? But I didn't think that I would ever need him. Let me tell you something. The, 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 the people in your life that you will need in the future, okay, they haven't finished evolving, okay? <laughs> you yourself haven't finished evolving. The people that are around you, the people that you will need in the future, the people that you need for them to open the door for you. Because let me tell you something. It's so funny sometimes when you watch these movies and you have the movie of the underdog. And I know Ryan likes movies like that about the underdog, about somebody who nobody overlooked and just becomes the top dog of the whole situation. You know? And it's so funny in these movies that back then everybody disregards them. Nobody looks at them, but then one day they're sitting and they're the CEO and the same person that bullied them walks into the office and needs that same person they bullied to sign off on a check. <laughs> Listen to me. If you're the person that people overlook, if you're the person that people downplay, one day you'll be signing checks, okay? You never know who you'll need, so it'd be nice to everyone. Let me tell you why words like this not everybody likes. Let me tell you. Because <laughs> everybody has their own crew. Someone said gang, gang. 
Everyone has their own clique. Everyone has their own crew. And to step out of that crew, to get out of their way, to do something for somebody they don't know, why would I do that? But that's the heart of Christ. Because those who do not love do not know God. So you're, oh, oh. So you're lying to, okay. Three types of friends. Number one, people who are in your life for a reason, okay? There's people in your life are, that, that are in your life, there's some people in your life right now that are only there for what they can get. They're not really concerned about what they can give. If you look in your life, you'll find these three types of people. Okay? Not to say that these are the only types of people in your life. The possibilities are endless. But from my discovery, from my walk with God, my walk with faith, my walk in terms of with people, there's three types of people that you'll find in your life. Number one, those who are in your life for a reason. Somebody say a reason. Say one more time. Say a reason. There's people who are just in your life for what they can get, and they're usually not focused on what they can give. It's more so, I'm with this person because they have a big house. I'm with this person because they can get me here. I'm with this person because if I show up to the party with this person, then I'll be associated and maybe doors will open for me. I'm with this person because of something. It's always because of that I'm with. So many times it's the person calling you. Hey, are we going to go here? Hey, are we going to go here? Hey, can you talk to your friend for me? Hey, can you? It's always about what they can get and never about what they can give. Okay, number one. Number two, there's people in your life who are there for a season. Someone say season. There are friendships in your life, there are relationships in your life that will happen seasonally. And these people ordinarily or many times are people who make appearances in the scenes of your life. Okay? Your life is in seasons. Sometimes you'll have people in your life who pop in for a season, pop out for another season. You won't talk to them for another 10 years, they pop right in. You won't talk to them, they pop right out. Listen, don't attach your heart to such people. Because when they leave you, you'll be heartbroken. But they need to leave you because they weren't meant to be in this scene of your life. This scene of your, of your life, the movie of your life, needs to happen without them. For all you know, you probably wouldn't do the things you were doing if the same people who were with you in high school were still with you now. Oh, I know that for sure. I'd be somewhere smoking weed right now. If not for the blood of Jesus. Oh, I can't be real tonight? Oh. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll go back. I'll just... Genesis 1. <laughs> There's people in your life who are in your life for a season and they leave your life. Allow them to leave. They need to go. Because unless they go, you won't move on to the next scene. It will forever be there. Like They're always in the scene. And it's always like, why are they pulling me back? That's why you have sometimes relationships in your life, friendships in your life where I want it more than they do. Listen, don't ever enter into a relationship. Okay. Should I say it? Should I say it? Okay, listen to me. Don't enter into relationships, all right, until there is an understanding of mutual respect, number one. Number two, don't enter into relationships with individuals, with people, friendships. Don't make bonds with people until they want it as much as you want it or even more than what, how you want it. I like the person. Pastor Kof, I like this person. Okay, well, do they like you more than you like them? 
Oh. <laughs> this, this is what the services we call for reflective services. You gotta reflect on your own life. What am I doing with my life? Jesus. It's <laughs> my friend over there. It's <laughs> my, my good friend over there. You see, don't enter into it unless they want it as, as bad as you want it or more than what they want it. Because you know what? If they don't want it as bad or not more, they will devalue and undervalue and underappreciate your value. Someone say facts. Shayo, this is factual. This is tried and tested. <laughs> I like the guy. <laughs> Sweetie. The guy doesn't like you as bad as you want him. In those situations, thank God, pick your stuff, move on. Oh, am I preaching tonight? And let me tell you why. Because if he can't see your value today, he doesn't deserve to see when you blossom tomorrow. Who am I preaching to tonight? He doesn't deserve to see you blossom into the person that God has created you to be. He doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve it. If today they're not drooling over you like Jesus, oh my Lord God, Father God, she butter my bread, she sugar my cocoa. Bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. When I see her, my whole self just moves. If the guy is not dying for you today, tomorrow. Ten years from now. When a few things shift into place. Couple hair comes out a little bit. He won't understand the reason why he fell in love with you because it's always been about purpose before emotions. It's the purpose that allows you to stick. The beauty is an add on, it's a plus one, plus ten. Hey, it's important too. It's very important. But it's a plus 10. A plus 5. But the original reason why God created man and placed him inside a place where he can cultivate things and then he realized that he needs a helpmate, somebody who's comparable to him, bone of his bone, is to fulfill the purpose and the mandate which is to allow the purpose of the man to come out. While the purpose of the woman is developed. Okay, please be seated. Give God a good hand. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Number three. All right. The first one was what? What did I say? Reason? Reason. Friends that are in your life for a reason, right? Number two was what? Number three is lifetime. Okay? Lifetime. Everybody has their day ones. Everybody has people who they know that you know, no matter what, you know, because lifetime people are the people that even when you kick them out, they don't go. Do you have a person like that in your life? 
that's not your sibling, because, I mean, you, <laughs> you don't have a choice there. <laughs> we have somebody in your life that even when you try to kick them out, they don't go. God gave me an interesting revelation about lifetime friends, okay? The major difference between all this, because I'm sure you understand, okay, how do I realize these type of friends in my life? Because I may have friends who are there for a reason, there for a season, but can they overlap? Can I have a friend who's there for a reason and a season at the same time? Can I have, because those questions will be asked. Is Because we're analytical people. We'll ask those type of questions. Now, I have something that I want to be able to use as a way of differentiating between the friends who are there for a reason and those who are there for a season, okay? It's that when you come to lifetime, you have to understand one thing. The major difference between these three is that lifetime friendships are worth fighting for. And not just fighting for, also sacrificing for. Okay? We're going to go to Genesis. I'm going to read something for you. Genesis 29, 18 to 30. We're going to read this. Number one is that under lifetime is that lifetime friendships are worth fighting for and also sacrificing for. That's why you can not talk to somebody for some time, but man, they're your friend for a lifetime. God has made it that way because friendships and life friendships are bonds between people. You're bonded by way of purpose, bonded by way of covenant. Okay. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I'll work for her, for you, for seven years if you'll give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. Agreed, Laban replied. I'd rather give her to you than to anyone else. Stay and work with me. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel. But his love for her was so strong that it didn't seem to him but a few days. That's beautiful. That's a love story. Aw. It felt but a few days. Seven years felt but a few days. Whatever grace that is. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Finally, the time came for him to marry her. I fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her. Come on, Jacob. Jeez. I thought this was the PG version. <laughs> so Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night, when it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob, and Jacob slept with Leah. Laban had given <laughs> Leah a servant, Zilpah, to be her maid as well. Verses 5, we're going to read only th five more verses. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, it was Leah. He said, <laughs> Jacob, you mean the whole night you didn't realize that it was... <laughs> This is how you do Bible study. <laughs> you mean the whole time you didn't realize that it wasn't the one that you worked seven years for? Okay, anyways, this is, this is beside. <laughs> he said, I worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? Verses 26 goes on to say this, okay? It's not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn, Laban replied. But wait until the bridal week is over. Then we'll give you Rachel too. Provide you promise to work another seven years for me. This is now making it 14 years. Okay. So Jacob agreed, my God, to work seven more years in addition to the years he's worked. 
a week after Jacob had married Leah, Laban gave him also to Rachel. Laban gave him Rachel as a servant. Goes on verses 30 as we conclude. So Jacob slept with Rachel too, and he loved her much more than Leah. He then stayed and worked for Laban the additional seven years. You see, lifetime friendships, relationships are worth working for, worth fighting for, worth sacrificing for. Okay? Number two point you want to take under lifetime as I wrap this up tonight. is that lifetime friends are also vision conscious. They're vision conscious. When you have a friend in your life, you have somebody that you're working towards marriage, somebody that is a you know, somebody that you want to work towards something with or somebody that's in your life for a specific purpose, they are vision conscious. Every decision that you make together as friendships, whether it be a male or male or a female or male, whatever relationship or friendship it is, it's always vision conscious. I can't make this decision with you because this is not going towards our vision. It's not going towards our purpose. I may have a friend here. You know, uh, Pastor Ryan is one of my good friends. I've known him since I was 12, 11 years old, you know. We've grown up together our whole lives. If he's making a decision and he comes to consult me to say, you know, PK, what do you think about this decision? If together we're meant to be in decision and I say, right, this decision doesn't make any sense, he'll listen to me. Why? Because he knows that together we are trying to achieve purpose. And so our friendship has become a friendship of vision. Okay? So even if in this moment I'm telling him no, he knows that it's because there is a vision that I know he has to get to. Likewise, you can do the same for me because we are vision conscious. Every friendship needs to be vision conscious. I, I, I give you this assignment as you go and you leave here tonight that as you go home, begin to look at the type of friends you have in your life. Begin to look at the type of friends because the lifetime friends are brothers, covenant brothers, covenant sisters, people that God has placed in your life, people who are working towards something. They're always vision conscious. How are we going to achieve our vision? How are we going to work towards purpose? It's always like that. Now, there's one thing I want to look about in this scripture right before we wrap up. And you can be on your feet as we conclude this tonight. When we read this scripture in Genesis 29, 18 to 30, it talks about Jacob and it talks about Leah. It talks about Rachel as well. One thing I realized about this scripture was that the seven years... That Jacob was working for Rachel, even though the father had already given Rachel to him. I wonder what Jacob would be telling Rachel. I know that we have to move on. I know that we have to leave here. I know that we want to go and do other things. But I made a promise to work for you. Even when you're already here with me. I wonder what he'd be telling her. We have seven, we're at our third year. Babe, we're at our fourth year. We're at our fifth year. I'm still working for you. You're here with me, but I'm working for you. My work towards you, my sacrifice towards you does not die. I'm still working towards the mark. I'm still working to get there. I'm still sacrificing for it. Listen, I believe that tonight that we're going to just reaffirm and just have a reflective service and look into our lives. Because God has placed some divine people in our lives for specific purposes. And we have to be able to look at these specific mandates in the life to say, who's in my life for a season? Who's in my life for a reason? Who's in my life for a lifetime? And then begin to now put your life in order accordingly. 
lifetime friendships and relationships go through seasons. But it's up to you. And, and, and take this in, this is very, this is very key. That it's up to you to paint and repaint your vision through the changes of the friendship. Okay? Yo, give me one second. I know we're wrapping up once the keyboard comes in. It's all emotional and stuff. No. <laughs> nah. All right, give me, give me one second. Amen. Because <laughs> y'all won't get this. You'll just be focused on, I just want to pray, Jesus. All right, we're going to pray in a second, but understand this, okay? It's super important. That you have to paint and repaint your friendship and the vision of your friendship through the seasons of your friendship, okay? Because every season comes with its different challenges. Now, in the winter time, the vision of your friendship, and this is just simply a metaphor, okay? The vision of your friendship can freeze. In the summertime, it can melt. In the springtime, water will come and you don't know what happens to it. In the fall time, things will come and throw off the friendship. There will be things that will try to come against the purpose of that friendship through the seasons that there are, but it's up to you to repaint it remold it why are we friends you re you reaffirm your covenant with each other you go back and you say listen I'm, I'm i'm committed to you through this season i know the season is tough for you but i'm committed to you i know the season is going to be challenging but i'm committed to you that is what keeps the friendship alive and growing if you don't then what happens is that you can play now thank you <laughs> if you don't then what happens is that now your friendship it loses purpose we're friends, but oh, you all have that friend that's like, we're friends, but we don't really talk. She's my homie, but uh, we don't really talk like that. I have a whole bunch of friends in high school I, I don't talk to because it was a change of season. And it was either up to me or to them or collectively to repaint what does our friendship look like in this season? Nobody asks those type of questions. What is our relation? What does it look like in this season? In this season, I'm, I'm in school. I'm doing this. I'm, what does our relationship look like in this season? Maybe after this process, after this season, it will be much more clear. But in this season, what is the status? What does it look like? Unless you repaint that and you decide to repaint that, there will always be confusion. So let's be committed to repainting the vision, repainting the purpose in each and every one of our lives towards the friendships from the season to season. No matter what happens, God says that he's provided and he's given people in our life to help us. He's given helpmates and different people, destiny helpers, destiny pushers to help us and push us towards our destiny, towards our purpose. And I know tonight that there's so many people in this room tonight that just all they want to do is to connect to God and say, God, search my heart so I know the next steps to take. At this stage in our life, there's a lot of decisions to be made. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.